Welcome to the Start Over Coder podcast. I am the Start Over Coder, and I'm taking you along on my quest, transitioning from a corporate nine to five to being a professional developer in pursuit of financial independence. Today is a step on the quest. I am going to be sharing some of the growing pains of learning to code, uh, the frustration that comes when you're writing something and it's just not doing what you want it to do, And I'm doing this because when I started this podcast, I definitely always intended it to be kind of the ups and downs of what it's like to learn how to code, what it's like to change a career. And that comes with ups and it definitely comes with downs. So this weekend, um, I worked on a project that definitely was a bit of a downer. And so I'm going to share that experience with you today. So to set the scene, as you have heard from some previous episodes, I'm working right now on a group project. We're building an app from scratch. We came up with the idea just over a month ago, and we have been just coding it, building it from the ground up. It's got to be a fully working, uh, functional web application, and we're presenting it to our workshop very soon. So the functionality of the app, basically, it is something that a user will log into, When they log in, they can see their account details, the number of points that they've earned. The idea is that it's uh, something to incentivize people to use their local metro, use the local public transportation. And so when they log in, they can see how many points they've earned by riding the public transportation, and then they can use those points to redeem for vouchers, discounts, free things at local vendors in their area. So I was tasked with, uh, among other things, uh, but most recently was tasked with getting the login feature to work. So it's the authentication, the ability for them to see their details once they log in, and really just getting it working so that the inner pages of the site are not visible if you're not logged in. So I started working on this on a Sunday. So we have our workshops on Sundays, and at the end of that, our group met and kind of charted out what we wanted to accomplish within the next week, looking forward to our final presentation two weeks from this day. So at that meeting, I was assigned with getting the login function to work. And up until this point, the my contributions to the app were all things that I kind of felt were within my comfort level. Even uh, the backend thing, so doing all of the routing through Express, I did a lot of the front end, the UI, but This was really the first part of the project that I literally had never done before. I didn't really know where to start. I had gleaned that a package or a framework called Passport is something that a lot of people use in conjunction with Node and Express to build authentication services, but I had never used it. So I had a lot of learning to do uh, and I did learn quite a bit. So like I said, Passport is some software that someone else has written. It's an NPM package that you install through Node. And through writing some code around it, there are actually lots of things that you can do with it. So you can link with Passport to, let's say, Twitter or Facebook or GitHub, or I think there are actually like 300 plus services that you can use to authenticate users onto your website. But what we were doing was called a local strategy, which is literally just they have their own username, they have their own password, and then they log in with those details. 
So I used the official passport documentation to try to set this up. I was looking all over blog posts, YouTube tutorials, GitHub repos, anywhere I could find really to get this working. And so I started trying to write the actual code on the Sunday and worked at it for several hours actually every single day until it got to the point where on Thursday where I was literally like, I cannot do this. I, I've tried everything. I don't know what else to try. I don't know what to do. I literally cannot do this. And I was ready to kind of throw in the towel, but definitely to get some help, which is not something that I had really reached out to anyone for before the Thursday. But we had a group meeting on Saturday. We were planning to get together and do a little bit of a pair programming session or three-way programming session. And so I thought, okay, so I'll, I'll keep working at it until Saturday. Hopefully I'll get it by then. And then if not, we can put our three heads together and really just attack this and get it solved on Saturday afternoon. So it gets to Saturday and we worked at this for literally five hours together. Uh, we were sharing a screen. I was writing the code and everybody was kind of looking into what we could try, what we should do, new ways to think about it. We did make some progress, so we got it to the point where we could see that our database was recognizing that we were finding the user who had entered their email address in the login form. But other than that, it wasn't throwing any errors. It wasn't logging the person in. It was just kind of sitting and we could not figure out why. And it was just really, really frustrating to work on something that I had been working on for a week. We together worked on for several hours and just couldn't get it. So we did in the end reach out to one of the mentors in our workshop and it's getting to the point in this project where I think a lot of the other groups are doing the same thing, where they are just at a loss and asking lots of questions. And I get this, and this is kind of a thing in uh, the programming community, where you really need to work out what you're asking before you ask, not just kind of go to people and say, I have this problem, can you fix it? Um, but really have worked through the issue as much as you can, explain what you've done, explain what you've tried, and then people will be more open to helping you. I think in this particular case, and by the way, that is exactly what we did. Um, I think in this particular case, maybe it didn't come off like that in the way that we asked the question. So we didn't really get a very helpful answer and just kind of felt like, okay, we're not actually going to get much help in this, um, unfortunately. And it was the first time that I had felt like this because it really, I mean, in the whole month or so that we've been part of this workshop, it's been such a great support and the team, the mentors, everybody who's doing it is really great. But on this day, we did not really get any uh, helpful information and were not able to solve the problem. So we left Saturday evening without a solution. Uh, my teammates really didn't you know, it was just as new for them as it was for me. So it was still in my lap. It was still my responsibility when we left that day. And so it just was very, very, very frustrating and exhausting. I was so exhausted at the end of that day. So then that was Saturday, Sunday morning, I wake up, uh, and I actually recorded last week's episode on Sunday morning. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, it actually kind of ties into what happened on the rest of this day. 
but when I was talking about a book that I read, well, skimmed earlier in the week called Think Like a Programmer, written by V. Anton Sprawl. And in the book, he had uh, some pretty good takeaways that I shared in last week's episode of the podcast. And I really do have to say, I am so glad that I not only read the book, but honestly that I recorded the podcast that morning because I think those takeaways were very fresh in my mind and it proved to be absolutely necessary for what I was doing. So I didn't actually think about the takeaways until trying for several more hours to get our login function to work, but I was still just totally stuck. And I went on the Slack for our workshop and saw that other people were starting to ask, well, not starting to, other people were continuing to ask questions of the mentors on the Slack. And every, it just seemed like people, well, it was a Sunday too, but it just seemed like people were like, okay, we're getting inundated with questions now, and how much work are you guys actually putting into it? Maybe that's not what they were thinking, but that's the impression that I got. And really, it just built and built and built, and my frustration levels were getting so high, and it got to the point where I literally started crying from not being able to write this program, which is ridiculous. I mean, I am not a huge crier, so, you know, really big sad things will happen in my life. And, you know, I'll obviously be devastated or get really upset in private, but very rarely will I start crying and definitely not over something I think so that is so trivial as writing some code, but it did. And I just couldn't control it. And I was just, yeah, really in a bad place. But then that's when the takeaways from the thing like a programmer book really started to kick in. And the big one that really stood out was when he said, don't get frustrated. So I'm really thinking, how can I not get frustrated? I am so frustrated. There's nothing I can do. I've been working at this for a week. I don't know what else I can try. I'm super frustrated. And so that's when I really just stepped away from the code uh, and took a break. So I started cleaning the apartment. I went for a little walk. And literally within, you know, 10 minutes, I went from uh, crying to laughing about just random, completely unrelated things. So that actually proved to be really, really great advice to literally step away from whatever it is that you're doing and just freshen your brain out. <laughs> and that worked really well for me. So then once I had a fresh brain, I went back to working at the problem and took another one of the key takeaways from that book, which was to break the problem into smaller pieces. So I'm trying to implement an authentication and login feature for our app. We already had some other functionality built into it, so it was kind of fitting this into a bigger thing that already existed. So I took advice from the book and decided to literally just take the login part and build it as its own separate thing. So if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I'm also doing an online bootcamp concurrently with this other project that I'm working on. And in the bootcamp, we are actually building an app that has a login feature. So I hadn't gotten to that part yet, but I kind of skipped ahead and watched through all those videos. And we, in the bootcamp, build a little um, demo of a login feature. Now in the bootcamp, we're using MongoDB as the database, which is a non-relational database. And for our group project, we're actually using PostgreSQL, which is a relational database. So they are not like for like, but I figured if I at least have experience doing it in one way, maybe I can apply that and do it in the way that I actually need to do it. 
So I went through the tutorial of our bootcamp, built the little login demo using MongoDB and Mongoose as the ORM, and got it working literally within about 45 minutes to an hour. And it was shocking by comparison how easy it was compared to what I had been doing for the whole week before. So I went through that. It was definitely a confidence boost and an energizer compared to how down I was feeling about our app before that. And so then the next step was to do the same demo, but using the tech that we're using in our app. And this is something that is not part of the bootcamp. So it was a little, you know, really kind of in my own hands to do. So I replicated the Mongo demo using Postgres and SQLize as the ORM, which was exactly what we're using for our group project, and built that demo as well. Now, it definitely was much more involved. I think Postgres, the, the way that you connect to a database, the way that you create a model, the way that you enter users or, you know, information into the database, into the tables, is just much more involved code-wise. There's more code to write using Postgres and SQLize than there is compared to Mongo, uh, which, whether that's a good or a bad thing, I don't know, but it is what it is. And so it definitely took some doing to get this other demo working, but after about another hour, maybe a little bit more, I got that working as well. So it was very promising to see that I would be able to do this in our app. And so then the next step was to take my working demo of Postgres and SQLize and apply that to our group project. And long story short, it did take some futzing around, but long story short, I got it to work in the end. And it was literally, I mean, it was not joy. It was not elation. It was like relief <laughs> and like, oh my God, I can't believe that just took a week. And, but it was, I was very happy and yes, very relieved <laughs> not to let my team down and not to kind of blow our whole project when we're really getting down close to the end. It was great. And that is something that I'm very happy to share. Now, one of the other takeaways in the book that I definitely agree with and talked about a bit more in last week's episode is the idea of using other people's code. So in our project to get this to work, I had to use some NPM packages. Um, there's one called Passport Local, Local SQLize, which takes away a lot of the code, not a lot of it, but some of the code that you have to write to serialize the user, deserialize the user, uh, authenticate, check whether they're logged in. Uh, it also does the hashing and salting for passwords for security. So it definitely was simpler in that I had to use less packages to get the login to work, but it also took away from me figuring out how all of those packages work together. So I did look through the actual documents and the code of the, the package that I implemented, but I couldn't have written it from scratch, clearly, after a week of uh, trying to do that. So I think that there's still more to learn. There's definitely still more studying to do. But for now, I've got something working and I know where to look to figure it out for future projects. So in the end, I'm happy with the result. And overall, I got some pretty good lessons. So no matter what, just stick with it. Definitely break a big problem into pieces. I thought that was a great takeaway from the book that I spoke about last week and putting it into practice literally transformed this whole experience. So breaking a big problem into manageable pieces and then using those smaller pieces to apply to the bigger project is 100% a good way to try to do things. Another thing that I definitely took away from this was to ask for help 
well before getting to tears. You know, I really can't think about what other people think about how I'm asking the question. If I know that I've done the work, I've tried a billion things, I'm literally doing everything I can, and then I still have questions anyway, you know, forget what other people think. I just need to ask. And so that's something I will do in the future <laughs> rather than crying. And then it's also good to know, you know, when I'm going through something that's really tough, just to think in hindsight, this will be awesome because I'll have gotten through it. And also it'll be hilarious <laughs> because the thought of, you know, crying for a little while because of a program that I couldn't write and type some characters into a computer is just ridiculous. So it was kind of hilarious. And I'm glad that I now know that for future problems that I will face. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode. I hope you got some enjoyment out of me sharing my pain and misery, uh, but also some lessons of what I did to get through it. And hopefully maybe you can do that as well if you ever find yourself in a really difficult coding spot. So if you'd like to leave a comment about this episode or commiserate with me, uh, you can get the link for this episode in the show notes for wherever you're listening to this episode. Or, of course, you can tweet me at StartOverCoder. And if you like what you hear and want to stay with me on this journey of learning to code, leaving the 9 to 5, and pursuing financial independence, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. You can do so through your favorite podcast app or by visiting startovercoder.com slash subscribe. That's all for this time, signing off.